Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Halal Eats Podcast. So this is our episode 18 and uh, we are going to be talking about a few different things, uh, kind of random things that, you know, have been on our minds lately, uh, some, you know, issues that we wanted to address, some concerns. Along uh, with some of the food that we've had recently. Yes, yes, exactly. And, uh, you know, we did want to release this episode a little bit earlier, um, but we, uh, we had a few interviews uh, lined up, but because of the crazy snowstorms in New York, um, our schedule had to be changed a little bit. But, you know, we will uh, do as best as we can and uh, discuss things that are important also uh, to us, to the community, and I think to the halal food industry. Um, and also might provide some good information for the restaurant owners. Um, because I'm t- kind of tired of, you know, a lot of these restaurants claiming uh, they have the best this and that. So we recently tried uh, Faluda, and if you have been keeping up with our uh, Facebook group, we posted pictures on it along with our Instagram stories. Uh, we posted some pictures on uh, comparing, you know, uh, the different types of Faluda. So like there is Faluda that has, um, on our Facebook group, I did, you know, create a, a long uh, description of what Faluda is. It's like an ice cream dessert. Um, well, the authentic but it's not, Faluda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's like an Faluda. ice cream-like so. dessert. Sorry, correction. Ice cream-like dessert. It's not ice cream. Exactly. It's not ice cream. Yeah, they they use kulfi in there, malai kulfi, uh, instead of like koi wali kulfi, instead of ice cream, uh, and it gives a, re- a very rich taste. Right. Um, and, and then, then it, it also has, has koya in there. It the also has yeah, yeah. It also has actual koya, which which, is, which know, creates the thickness in the uh, in the milk mixture. Right, which is like a thick, uh, thick, thick uh, liquid. It has a little bit of grainy like texture. A, yeah, the the, um, the grainy texture I think comes from the koya. Right. Um, and then there's a you know uh, I think it's rice vermicelli. They're very thin, savia, uh, very you know? thin noodles. Yeah. But again, um, they're different type of savia and different type of noodles, and I think a lot of people get that wrong as well. Yeah, these the um uh, you know from the uh, Shandar or Mashallah establishment, I think they Both are the right the, the right correct ones. Yes. Um, I have seen like. Yellow ones, weird and yellow, hard ones that thick, like pasta thick, even, even. Thick, yeah, <laughs> yeah, not. like spaghetti type, you right. know, like uh, or angel hair type, like right. that's it's, that's it's, not it because those are chewy. Right. These aren't chewy. These it's, are it's, it's faluda, guys. It's not faluda. It's faluda. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not. It's not Italian, guys. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's faluda. It's not faluda. I didn't you know? expect that. <laughs> so just FYI, guys, it's not Italian. You don't use pasta noodles. Yeah, I've actually seen some weird combinations with like pasta, angel hair pasta. It's, it's um, and it's rather chewy. You know, it's a very odd texture. It's not a texture that you're expecting with faluda because the faluda right. is very. Um, the textures are very different because you got that grainy liquid, then you got the rice noodle, so it provides a little bit of a crunch, but not really. But overall, um, it's very smooth. And then it has the kulfi, and then okay, so the difference here, and there's a really big debate amongst like our friend group even uh, on whether. Um, you prefer faluda with ruvza or without a lot of people prefer without and a lot of people prefer with now most establishments i've seen only provide you with uh, faluda with ruvza yes um this establishment uh, uh shandar restaurant well, no, in, you have an uh, option you have an option uh, no, no, sometimes they're pre-made 
No, no, I know. But, you know? But I think so, even then, you know, whenever they do make it, a lot of times it's pre-made because they make it and they put it in the fridge or whatever. Yeah. And so, I mean, at that point, you can't really take the roots out. But, but to me, that's a uh, not a right way to do it. Because Absolutely. Because the, the proper way to do it is to make it on the spot for yeah. the order. Um, and then I think that's part of the reason why, you know, like when you when people pre-make it, uh, to me, that's more like uh, they're trying to replicate a sundae or, or a shake even, you know. Um, I don't like and that's the that's the that's the thing I want to discuss. I don't like those ludos. You know, yeah, that, that they're, have, they're uh, very different. I mean, uh, they're I, I can understand if you have like a fusion type of restaurant and you're catering to your fusion crowd and uh, offering that, and you have a variety of uh, uh, you know uh, customers that are from all sorts of descent. You know, like yeah. they they might prefer it because it's like a milkshake. It's different. But but one thing. But I when you're to, when you're looking for the authentic one and then you come across those, it's very disappointing. But yeah. And if, if that's the case, please don't call yourself, uh, you know, authentic Faluda or... Oh, just call or, it a milkshake, you know, or, yeah, or call, call it a Faluda, Faluda Sunday. Yeah, Faluda taste, uh, Faluda flavored milkshake, you know, like, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. a Faluda. Yeah. Uh, it's misleading. Exactly. Um, but the other day I posted on our group on Facebook, uh, halalispodcast.com, uh, what I posted was uh, the picture of that ice cream. That you know, everybody you know, you go to a supermarket, Apna Bazaar, Maharaja. Oh yeah, it's a know, pink tub. It's a pink and white and pink tub, and it's full of the ice cream. So people just put that in the milk or Listen, whatever. It's great. And they call it. It's to not. No, no, no. It's, it's great. It's actually not great. It's great to have at home. I think it's overly sweet, but it's not authentic Faluda. Yeah, but it just is very synthetic. It's not organic. You know, like it's it just tastes fake. No, no, I agree with you, but I'm saying like no, as, people, as people an ice cream, that. as an ice cream, right. I think that was very innovative, and I think that is really cool. No, I get that. The same way you have butter pecan ice cream, or the same way you have a Twix ice cream, or a Snickers. I get that. I get that. But I think that was that very in, innovative, yeah. and it was very cool on the company to create something like this for their Asian audience. Right. But for a restaurant to now offer well, that inside your Faluda. Like I think that's a bit odd. Right. It's not authentic. And I think so. that I think that's a problem because now people are putting that inside Fluda ice cream or whatever. And calling, and it, calling Fluda. it Fluda. I'm like, no, that's not really a Fluda. Yeah. You're just you know misleading people. So again, please don't do that. If you do want an authentic Fluda, uh, like you would have in Pakistan, uh, I would say go to Shandar Restaurant in Brooklyn. Um, or you can go to Mashallah Restaurant in Brooklyn, uh, Coney Island Avenue. Yes. Uh, Shandar Fruda, I mean Mashallah Fruda was was used to be uh, really good, really really uh, they, used to be amazing. They changed something. But up. the past, no, it's not that they changed. Uh, the person who was making them at late night, at least, he would uh, put like the sabia in there with a oh. bunch of water. Oh, okay. So okay. it was just like watered down. It was very Fruda. diluted. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and then I'm not sure if they've you know addressed those issues yet. Um, but that was the only thing that was wrong with it because it was just very watered down. Yeah, we, and, we had um, it twice that way and then we just opted to go to it. Shandar instead, which is literally like two stores down. Right, right. And the last two times we've had it um, and it was just extremely watered down, disgusting. We just threw it out Yeah. Um, because it was not edible, um, you know, in a, in a way. But Shandar, every time we've gone there, we've had their Fuluda for a few times already. And it's perfect that every time we get it. And the guy knows these issues. The guy who makes it, people are aware that, it, you know, you cannot add water to your Fuluda. Yeah. It's just not going to taste good. And I like um, that he gave us the option because uh, we got it for multiple people in our family. I'm like, you know, some prefer with Ruza, some prefer without. So we, we you know, I, I like the guy uh, had an awareness of, you know, he asked us. 
right. you know, do, do you want whether it was on top of these or not? Or yeah. uh, And then on top of that... Um, I think with Ruhoff's, it's, it's more of a sweet factor. If you want it really sweet, then get it with Ruhoff's. Okay, so, if you don't, then get, so don't Shandars, get it. So in specific to Shandar, right? Yeah. Their Faluda I found to be not as sweet as most Faludas I've tried. Like if I had I had Faluda from Usha Foods, or uh, I, I don't remember actually if I had a Faluda from Usha Foods. I, I had it from Mitas. Sorry, Mitas. So they had Faluda there. But, uh, you know, they're, they're more um, heavy on the sweet side. Right. You know, like even uh, I tried Firestones. I tried oh, uh, Gyrospots. I've tried uh, yeah. even Addy's, Addy's uh, BBQ. That's, they, another, that's another thing with Firestone. Because we mentioned we wanted the best Faluda. And everybody's oh like, go to Firestone. Go to Firestone. I'm like, okay, let's try it. Yeah, we you had know? it with the angel hair <laughs> pasta. Yeah, uh, it tasted like... That uh, was chewy. That was really like weird. Powder. And again, they were probably using, I think they were using that ice ice cream. Uh, with the, no, no, with I think Gyrospot was using the ice cream. Either one. Yeah, they Falu- both good. Yeah, Firestone um, wasn't good, but I don't think they were using the ice cream. So, I think so Gyrospot, let's grainy. talk about that real quick as well. Gyrospot actually is, is surprising me a lot with their food because it's, it's actually pretty good. It's really good. Um, I tried the Wow Dog is is great. Uh, whatever the, the combination of jalapenos, whatever sauce they have, and the chopped up bacon bits. Uh, you know the the beef bacon it's a great combination it's spicy it's great it's very cheesy. flavorful cheesy exactly so the wow dog is great and then they offer that on top of the you know the the fries which is great so the other day I went and I was like you know I asked him I like, listen I want the the cheeseburger um, but I want it wow style so the guy's like oh you want bacon uh, bacon on there I'm like no 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 they that they made that mistake before where I asked them for that and they literally just put two slices of bacon on there. I'm like, no, 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 I don't want the actual full slice of bacon on there. That's not what I'm asking for. I'm asking for all that chopped up goodness, you know, the, the beef <laughs> the bacon chopped with, the, with the sauce and the filling. Exactly whatever you put on the wild dog, I want it inside the cheeseburger. How so is it? He made it and it was great. So I told Kashif, uh, you know, the owner, uh, and I texted him briefly. I was like, listen, no, when I saw him actually in person, um, I, I saw him, uh, you know, before a few weeks back, and I told him, I'm like, listen, you got to get the cheeseburger wild style. You got to do it. You got to put it on your menu, man. It's, it's very good. Uh, he's like, yeah, I'm going to, he's going to try it out. So I hope he did. I tried it out. It was, it was great. It's like a spicy cheeseburger. It's, it's really good. Um, so if you guys, you know, want to get it that way, just, you know, ask him for it. You know, I think they charge a little bit more, but they do make it that way. For the additional toppings? Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, um, yeah. The cheeseburger is not too expensive to begin with. Right. I think it's it was $5, like $5. It's, it's five for two okay. um, cheeseburgers. And then I think... $5 for two cheeseburgers? Yes. So $2.50 yes. for and one again, burger? And again, it's not the frozen patty, like the restaurant deep wow, patty. Wow, that's, that's really cheap. It's actually really good quality meat. It's, uh, you know, it's a great, it's a good burger. Look at it. It's not like your gourmet burger, but it's a good quick burger. Wait, so, it's two dollars and fifty cents for one burger. Yes, two dollars wow, and fifty cents uh, for one burger. I thought it was five dollars. No, for that's one. what I'm that's, saying. Jarospot's great. I mean, yeah, I, I've, I've been very impressed by their price point. I've been and the quality. How can you? You can. It's a win-win. Yeah, exactly. oh, sorry, it's a win-lose. How is the restaurant making money, first of all? No, they are. I mean, you can get a pound <laughs> of ground beef. I hope they are. <laughs> you can get a pound of ground beef for like $3. And, you know. that, that cheeseburger is pretty good. It's yeah, actually yeah. not that bad. It's, and it's like, it's, 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 it's meaty. It's not like, you know, they don't, they don't yeah, cheap out. Yeah, it's not skimpy at all. Yeah, yeah. So I like that a lot. And then um, when I ordered the WOW-style cheeseburger, um, you know, obviously it's not a proper menu in their item, but the guy charged me $8 for two. I'm like, that, that's fine. I'm like, I don't care. It's a good cheeseburger. I'll pay for it. You know, I mean, granted, I thought it was a little more, you know, yeah. that he should have charged. I think he should have charged maybe seven dollars. 
Um, but whatever, I, I'm not complaining. I was very satisfied um, with the food. But anyway, so their fluda though, people were boasting about uh, Jaraspat fluda. Uh, it's not authentic fluda either. I mean, I, we've tried Jaraspat, we've tried Firestone. It's not these, authentic at all, actually. These, these fludas are nowhere compared to Shandar. No, nowhere. It's but uh, uh, I, I didn't mind it though. It wasn't that bad. Like I actually finished the, the you know, the, uh, the fluda we I know, got. But, you cannot call it, but it was not authentic. Yeah. It was more of a milk, and, and, milk and, and to their To their credit, I don't think they call it authentic. They just say fluda... Sunday or drink or something like that. They, they, yeah, something like that. Drink or food or something, but they don't okay. actually, you know, they indicate that. Okay. So, so but maybe they're a lot not of even going for it, you know? Yeah, the, the but, but a lot stuff. of restaurants they don't indicate that, and I think that's wrong. Um, you're yeah. misleading people because when I order dessert like faluda is iconic it's like an iconic dessert in Pakistan yeah you're not going to order gulab jamun and then end up with a gulab jamun cheesecake and be like what what the yeah like what right. did I just get that's not what I ordered exactly. you know exactly so, so you know that's a little misleading or a gulab jamun milkshake like yeah. what did I just order right so that, that's <laughs> why you know I, I think really you know definitely if you guys do have faluda in your menu make sure you guys do it right and it doesn't take much to do it right I mean you know, I'm tired of like restaurants making excuses like, oh yeah, but we don't have the space. Like it doesn't take a lot of space, you know, or we don't have this. Like it doesn't take a lot to do it right. You know, just just do it. Just go to Shandar, try it yourself. You and, know what it does take know? though? It does take a little bit of time to assemble it No, it all. doesn't. And when I mean a little bit of time, I mean a few minutes. So No, a few seconds maybe. I mean, Shandar people, like they made, made Yeah, we were made, in and out in five minutes. Yeah, and then we ordered five of them. And we so ordered five of them. So think yeah. about it that way. Like it doesn't take long to mimic their style, you know, just It's very simple. Right. I mean, I seen the guy do it. It was very, very simple. But it's, he not, had, it's not even their style. That's just how you make it in Pakistan. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like that's just how you're supposed to make it. It's not even their style, you know. Like, just do it yeah. right, guys. Just do it right from the get-go. You don't have to. I feel like you know. I feel like as Desi people or as people of like from the Asian culture, like I feel like we have tried so many fusion uh, um, things yeah. that we crave the authenticity now. Right. We, you know, and it's not. I'm not just talking about Arslan and I. I mean, I'm talking about uh, 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 us in general and uh, in, in living in New York or living in America. I feel like we have. Just tried so many different, like, you know, fusion um, desserts or spins, spin-offs of uh, fusion, you know, food, you know, that we just we just want the authentic think, stuff and done problem, right. I think the problem is also with the, the New York restaurants culture, um, because you go to London restaurants, they're doing it right, most of them. Oh man, their know? food is amazing. Because they actually care about their competition. They they actually consider it. A competition and they're like we got to be better than them yeah but over in new york everybody's kind of just like we just got to make money bro there you know, were like, some uh uh restaurants in london that we've had and authentic, they they were authentic. better than anything we've ever tried and ever. Even, even in toronto it's just yeah the level of quality overall for all those restaurants in london and in toronto are just extremely high uh, you know, yeah. as, as compared to New York, absolutely. So New York needs to step up their game for sure. Honestly, I can't even pinpoint. Like, is it like the freshness factor? No, or because at one point I did believe that oh, maybe you know Toronto and Canada are just providing their customers with more fresher ingredients, and which is why it tastes better. But honestly, no, I think what it I is. I don't think it is. No, I think, I think it's, it's a, it's more a mentality of just like kind of cutting cost and making a buck, right? Like that's above all Anything. else. Anything, okay. You yeah, know, that cutting makes costs, sense. Yeah, making absolutely. a buck and making a living, right? Yeah. And that, Any shortcut we can possibly right. take and to there, save time there, and money. Right, and, but there, there is nothing wrong with it. But at the same time... Don't take too many shortcuts. Right, and <laughs> if, you, if you do it right, 
your business will survive and you know it'll be it'll succeed. Yeah. Uh, if you do it right, there will be people coming in two three hours traveling to come to your restaurant. Only if you do it right. You know, yeah. nobody wants I mean, to go to a restaurant that is just kind of the same restaurant as around the corner. You take so many shortcuts, you're gonna end up like any type of you know any other restaurant because they're all doing that. They're but, all but if you think shortcuts. about it, the ones that are consistent, the ones that are doing it right, the ones that are clean and you know have a good hygiene, you know, uh, balance. Um, I think they're doing it right, and uh, one that focus on taste as opposed to taking a shortcut. Those are the restaurants that are very busy. Yeah, you know absolutely. they have customers in and out every second because of the day. Because you you taste the authenticity of it. Right. You know you taste the the the, the, standard. the standard. The standard. The quality you know? is there. So that's why I think most more restaurants in New York um, and in the U.S. maybe uh, need to push for that. Um, strive for a higher standard as opposed to just you know putting up a banner and a sign saying we got all this stuff with 50 items on the menu and all 50 are mediocre. But have 10 items and make sure all those 10 items are great. And they stay consistent. Right. You know, those those five items stay consistent. I haven't seen one like restaurant one, in New York yeah. that uses the timers or weighs their patties. I mean, I you, don't, seen one. you don't necessarily have to, right? If you have the, the idea of uh, how much something would weigh, like if yeah, you just have the as idea. As soon as the chef but, is different, then but they all Exactly. That's what I was going to mention. As soon as that one person that has that idea of everything, of how the restaurant operates, it has a sick day. Yeah, um, it's all gone. Everything goes down the drain hole. Like then all the ten <laughs> negative reviews come in, and you're like, "Oh, our, our business is destroyed," because guess what? Your one star chef took a day off. Yeah, um, but that's not acceptable. Like the, what? What it either to either you train all your employees, and I I can understand how well, that can be difficult because of the whole recipes, and you're not you don't want to if you have a lot of in and, no, ins and outs. But it's not even about that because it's not about the recipes. You can pre-make. All exactly. That's what I was gonna say. You, know? you can pre-make your marinades. Nobody even needs to know your recipes. Right. Just put a teaspoon of this, um, you know, mixture in right. this, and the, you know, your your food is made. Right. Or, you know, but it's just. But again, I think overall. It's disappointing. <laughs> overall, I think the restaurants in New York need to up their standards a hundred percent. Um, and I think, you know, Faluda is one of those things where it doesn't take long to make it authentic, but everybody offers it. But the best one is literally, you know, 50 miles away from me. Uh, yeah, you well, know, we don't mind within that drive. 50, But yeah. within that 50 miles, there's like 100 restaurants that are they, that claim to have Faluda, but they all suck. You know, it's like, why? Uh, it, it, that shouldn't happen. Um, so Honestly, uh, a few a few months back, we've had Addie's BBQ's uh, Faluda. That one was good, and it was good, right? Yeah. It was really good, actually. The first time we had it, and then the second time we had it, I think they, they it was uh, not good. That was an off day. I asked him about it, and you they, did yes, okay, and that they they didn't change a recipe or anything. I thought we, they did. I was like, it did tasted you guys? completely off. I, I, I messaged uh, yeah. messaged them, and I was like, did you guys change the recipe? Because the first one was amazing. Uh, I don't know why you guys changed the recipe, um, but the guy, but the, he 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 mentioned that they were uh, out of ingredients or or something like that. Okay, and so that's they just, one. They just wanted to provide it because you know people asked for it. Yeah. But so I, but I told them I'm like, listen, at that point, I would I would rather not get it. Yeah. Um, if if you guys were out of the main ingredients, then just don't offer it. Just say it's sold out. Um, I'd rather somebody tell but me the, it's sold but the, out but than the to owner, receive that. But the, granted, the owner wasn't there himself, or else that he probably that shouldn't matter. Uh, I know, I know, but again, the owner, again, that's, you know, that's You have thing. a manager there for a reason. I right. Mean, the owner doesn't have to be there all but the time. manager is another concept that is not real in uh, Desi restaurants, um, just FYI. Uh, the owner usually, is the manager? <laughs> yes, it's usually run by literally the, the, the workers and the owner, you know, I who see. comes in every now and then. 
Um, but you know, the concept of manager uh, quality control does not exist in a lot of the New York restaurants, at least, um, and the Daisy restaurants, unfortunately. Um, but anyway, so the, I think the fluda is definitely one thing that people can do to improve uh, their quality and stuff. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think we should also discuss something else. Oh, so we recently had the chapti kebab yes. uh, at Shaheen. Shaheen. And uh, they were really good. I mean, they weren't amazing, they were amazing. Only, they were only offering it on uh, Wednesdays. Wednesdays. And it was one of the best chapti kebabs you've had, you know, outside of, uh, I would say, Cafe de Han. But that's Canada. In Canada. Yeah, that so, one was the mother's. best. Your mom makes, actually. Right. That's what I was going to say. It's not the best because we've had better. Arsan's mom actually makes the most amazing. She makes it pretty good. But, uh, last two times she, but, but again, even though she's my mom, the last two times, actually, she didn't make it that well. <laughs> that well. And uh, okay. I told her. I complained about it. And you're, <laughs> you're being hard on her because her it, they were actually really good. I think the spices were a little bit off uh, proportion-wise. And that happens no, with busy also, moms. You know, a little bit of was, this, a little bit of But that. also, it was like the texture was too hard. You know, it was so, something off. So that's one thing I wanted to mention with Shaheen's, right? Jabli Kebab. They were really good. The spices were all perfect. I, everything was great. I think, it, in my opinion, needed a little bit more tomatoes inside to make it that, to give it that texture. But I like um, it. But they, they put the tomatoes on top. So, you know when you have it with the naan and stuff the naan is the bread um, oh, and, and the, you know and it the, comes and the it comes really good uh, really it comes good. out like a really good bite but um, what I did want to mention was you know I was expecting something to be a little bit more so- on the softer end these were a little bit chewy uh, and so, a little bit so about rougher that. So, right so about that the last one at the bottom of the tray was really moist the one you had today that was really moist perfectly cooked um, and I think it's because it was just sitting in the moisture for hours. Yeah. You know? So, and the ones on the top were not as moist, but they were still pretty good, I would say. But again, one issue that we had was uh, they were raw. Uh, one two, of them was two, two, of, oh, them. two of them. Two, two of, them of them were raw, raw in the center. Yeah. Uh, in, in different different spots. And usually, you know, I don't I don't care about it. But No, but these were raw, raw, like pink. Pink raw, yeah. And, yeah. Then, and then my problem was that... Um, for some reason, like the the pink raw parts were mixed up with the cooked parts, so it was just like unevenly cooked for some reason. Um, so I mean, either way, but you know, with the, with the steak, you can have it a little bit raw. Uh, you can have it, you know, the slightly pink. Um, so, or as they say, rare. Right, but a bloody steak, no. And I know there's there's a lot of you know steak enthusiasts who are like, that's not blood, that's melatonin. It has to be juicy. No, but like that's melatonin, that's not blood. I mean, yeah, no, that's blood. That's blood. <laughs> Last time I checked, that's blood. No, they don't say melatonin. Melatonin is in your eyes. What do you say? Your skin. No, they call it they something else. They say um, myoglobin. Myoglobin, yes, myoglobin, not melatonin. I'm not in the medical <laughs> field. I should have went to a medical school, but yeah. not, I did not. <laughs> myoglobin. Clearly, I did not. I went to Home Depot. Um, <laughs> no, yes, myoglobin. That's myoglobin. That's not. That's not blood. No, guys, that's blood. All right. If it has myoglobin blood or anything red liquid, I will not eat it. Um, I'm sorry. Aisha's brother. Oh man, don't get me started. Oh my my family loves uh, medium rare. Raw meat, they'll eat it. Medium. They're like, oh my god, that is extremely medium rare. <laughs> medium rare, is so juicy. No, I can't. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's the aspect of the fact that uh, it resembles blood, like the myoglobin, 
Or I don't know what it is. I just cannot or, have or, it. Or, or, or what we like to call it, melatonin. <laughs> it's not melatonin. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, we don't. No, we don't. No, we don't. We're a little educated here. <laughs> I'm not. I am. <laughs> no, but anyway. Um, no, I. what do you mean I'm not educated? I got a bachelor's, okay? And I work in the You said it yourself. Right, whatever. Okay, I'm not in the medical field. Anyway, so the point is, myoglobin, no. All right. Uh, one time, I think Aisha's brother, they t- he tried to make me eat a like super raw steak, and um, I almost threw up. And then they're <laughs> like, "Like, oh, bro, try it. Trust me, you're gonna love it." And I'm like, "But listen, no. Arslan can eat sushi raw, no problem. It doesn't have blood. <laughs> it does not have blood. I, I can't. To me, raw is raw. I can't eat it. I don't care for sushi. I'm not gonna eat it raw." Yeah. I am. I am that. But I did force you to eat raw sushi a few times. Yes. No. 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 And you liked it. I I hated it. It was oh, too okay. slimy. I never I wanted to have those, it again. I'm not good at signals. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so anyway, well. <laughs> so anyway. Um. Yes. So. Uh, but my problem was that it was a little bit raw. The the chopstick kebab. Um. You know, after we did that huge detour, uh, the chopstick was raw in some areas, but not the others. Like it was all mixed in together. Um, again, I can cook it myself, but that those type of things shouldn't really happen. Again, um, it wouldn't happen if you had that like consistency factor uh, down packed, and right. you know, it wouldn't be a worry at that point because you know you know um, the method of what you're doing is going to be consistent every time. Now again, so. this is we're talking about Shaheen, right? The Shaheen in Hicksville. Yeah. Um, so just wanted to mention. I'm not sure if you mentioned that. Um, we just started oh. talking about Jabli Kebab, oh. <laughs> but no, we, we, this is about Shaheen uh, in Hicksville. Yeah, um, and it's like really nice store. I mean, we the food we is love, great. We love Shaheen. Yeah, I love their food. Their Jersey Karai is amazing. Yeah, um, but you know, personally, I love Shaheen. We've been going there for years. Um, little did I know, one of my good, uh, uh, my friends, good, uh, good, uh, my brother's good friend uh, owns it. Uh, so which is great, you know. Like we, it's a small world. We actually know. The, the person who owns it, uh, my brother, is a really good friend of his. But, you uh, know, it's still, it, that means nothing to us because it's not going to be conflict of interest uh, when, in terms of, like, when we do speak speak about them. Right, right. And, again, we, we we're trying to help them. Good food is good food, bad food is bad food. I mean, again, I spoke to him directly, and I was like, listen, you know, this happened, and, I, you know, uh, I hope, you know, like, you guys uh, take a little bit more care, um, you know, when you, when you guys cook it because, you know, raw food, obviously, is not healthy. It's not good, you know. Somebody can get salmonella or whatever it is, right? It's just and, bad practice. And it just, yeah. it just, it could look your make your restaurant look bad. And you know, obviously, he he understands that he's not a rookie. They are working um, on it, so I do think that you guys should go visit them. Yes. Have their chapati kebab. It is really, really good. The masalas are on they point. They also just came out with a new uh, chapati kebab sandwich, uh, which is you know basically a chapati kebab inside their um, shabri naan. Uh, with kolonji and everything and by the way the pashari naan is like amazing that we had amazing. it oh it was really good it's really really long it was right. like the size of my arm right um uh you know i'm an average size girl uh, it's not <laughs> I mean, up to your it elbow. was up to my elbow it was elbow. up to my elbow the arm is oh, more sorry. than elbow <laughs> okay i'm not no, that right. dumb okay <laughs> i i get it i said melatonin but i know what an arm is okay it was up to my elbow and uh, it's covered with kolonji. Uh, what is kolonji in English? Uh, black seed. Uh, black black nigella seeds. Seed. Sorry. Yep. Yeah, it's whatever. black nigella seeds. Um, so, but yeah, uh, their, but yeah it's great. Naan is really good. So apparently they make a sandwich that's already wrapped up in pishabri naan. Um, Similar so. to like a, a like a kebab roll, like non kebab roll, like you know the classic. 
Yeah. So yeah. they they do the chapti kebab version with the na- pashari non wrapped into that. I think it's great. I'm gonna yeah. I'm, well, we have to try it. No, no, but, it looks great. Uh, it we looks haven't great. tried it yet. It but looks in great. In the pictures, it looks great. Yeah. Um. So we're, inshallah, we're gonna try it soon. Um. But yes, yeah, so Shaheen guys, go, do go check out. You know, Shaheen. They offer their chapti kebab on Wednesdays. Beef chapti kebab. Uh, the, uh, a lot of people offer only chicken, so the chicken chapti kebab I think is available throughout the the, the eh, week. And honestly, I'm not I'm not such a fan of that. Chub, yeah, chicken chapti kebab. If you're if you're gonna have a chapti kebab, have it right. I uh, have a beef chapti kebab. Um, so they have it on Wednesdays after five. Um, I, I believe the sandwiches they mentioned they were gonna have it after four, uh, but definitely call ahead to make sure you know they have it. Um, yes. And then uh, so you know. Well, uh, they're all they're another great dish if you are going there and you want something else. Another great great dish of theirs is their jersey curry. Uh, Arslan actually put me on that, but it was really really good. Um, surprised at how good it was. Right, and uh, the yes, yeah, the again, yeah, jersey curry is really good. Um, also, their sea kebab were really good. Yeah, sea kebab um, was good, but I mean, I've had I liked uh, barbecue night East Meadows better, so that's why I'm not really mentioning that. But. No, uh, I like them. So Shaheen Chia yeah. Kebab definitely. They're good. Uh, They're not bad. It's it just I like barbecue night East Meadows better. Mm, yeah. My, in my opinion. I well, yeah, like no, East Meadow barbecue definitely pretty good. Yeah. Um, but this is also pretty good as well. And also barbecue night Kebab yeah. is also one of our go-tos. Um, yes. So the next thing we're gonna talk about is um, something that you know I've seen a quite a few posts that you know I'm, I'm surprised people don't know about this. Uh, there are some halal KFCs, guys, in in New York. Uh, there are a few, actually, not just one. Um, you know, there are a few. There are about five or six of the you know KFCs in in New York that are halal. Um, the original one that was halal back in the day uh, was in Brooklyn, McGinnis Avenue. There are five, six other chapli kebabs. I mean, chapli kebabs. <laughs> other KFCs. Other KFCs uh, in New York, uh, about five or six, that are still halal. Um, but when we say they're halal, they are not fully halal. So it's partially halal. Uh, the bone-in fried chicken is the only thing that is halal. Um, and also... The just grilled. grilled. exactly. Original um, and grilled. Original and grilled are halal. In most locations. Right. Um, uh, some locations may have crispy, but that's something you would have to clarify. Uh, I personally would clarify at every location I would go to. Yes. Yeah, so uh, and any every of those, single time I go to, just in case right. that changes. So any of the five, six locations that we'll be putting up the addresses on our group, um, halaliespodcast.com. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll just roughly go uh, what area they're in. Uh, there is one in Astoria. Uh, the Brooklyn uh, McGinnis Boulevard one. Uh, there's one in the Bronx. Um, actually, there are three in the Bronx. There's one in Mount Vernon, uh, there's one in Elmsford, uh, and there's one in Jericho Turnpike. Uh, I think I believe that falls under Flora Park. Flora Park, yes. Uh, and then again... Oh, the, oh sorry, one more. Uh, there's one in Coney Island Avenue. Yes. And then again, make sure you guys uh, confirm when you get to the KFC because there is a risk of cross-contamination in some of these locations um, where, you know, it, they might not have a separate fryer uh, for the halal and non-halal items, uh, such as chicken tenders, uh, the fried chicken, you know, again, the nuggets. The, yeah. So yeah. bone and chicken, you know, uh, that that comes halal. Um, unfortunately, they sometimes fry it with the other items that you know cross contamination. If you care about that, uh, it, it makes it not halal. So we went to. Um, you went to the Jericho Turnpike, Jericho Turnpike one, one in Flora Park, 
and uh, you know I've, we've been eating there for a couple of years now um, we, we were told that it was halal we asked the owner and he confirmed that it was halal and every time we go to order we always ask and, and I'm a fan of the crispy chicken you know and uh, we mentioned this in a podcast earlier yeah. Um, but you know we're gonna talk about it a little bit you know just so it's clear uh, so we I mentioned you know I wanted crispy chicken I mentioned I wanted halal and they said that crispy chicken is not halal so you know I was surprised because I was told you know the, the owner told me that everything that the bone and chicken is halal period um, so we asked the guy we're like uh, wait like, can you uh, confirm with we've the been owner? eating it the whole time why is it not halal anymore right what, what changed so they said that the original chicken uh, is fried in its own thing like there's it has its own oil they fry it in there i'm assuming they don't want to you know contaminate it with other flavorings um but you know obviously grill is not fried so grill is fine um but crispy apparently is fried in the oil that everything else is fried in like their chicken tenders are fried right. in the oil the same oil that their crispy uh chicken is fried in right um, so that makes so, it obviously yeah. not halal so the chicken itself is halal but is the the, the issue is it. exactly the preparation and the uh the frying in the oil uh that is used for other non-halal items right and uh, so just whenever you go to uh, one of these locations that we will list on our group uh, on Facebook, uh, please confirm uh, that, you know, they are using separate fryers uh, and uh, which, you know, the specific items are halal, uh, crispy, uh, original bone, uh, I mean, um, sorry. Original grilled. crispy and, and grilled. grilled. Right. Yeah. So just confirm that when you get there, um, just 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 to be. And clear. a lot of times, like uh, we went, uh, I believe a month ago or a month and a half ago, uh, these things change over time because these are franchises and they have, do have to fi- follow franchise rules. So uh, just keep confirming. I mean, I know it becomes a little bit of a headache or a, a little place. bit of an issue for a lot of introverts that they don't want to ask these questions. But I feel like when you go to like a place like a franchise, well, like a things, restaurant that doesn't advertise a lot, especially especially if they don't advertise, right. you have to constantly keep asking because right. anything can change at any moment um, and as a Muslim it's a common so, practice I think like whenever you go to a restaurant yeah. that doesn't have a you know halal certificate right in front of you yeah. or a halal sign right outside the door it's a common practice that you know you should always 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 ask them uh, yeah and know, I, I know a lot of people um, you know they find it awkward or hesitant to ask especially if there's like a non-muslim employee in front of them um, oh, to ask but they know it. they know about it so because other people are ordering from them saying um, you know that they want these halal chickens we are very um, well at least I am a very outgoing person so I don't mind asking these questions um, whether you know the other person feels awkward or not I don't mind asking that but I know there's a lot of people that are hesitant um, if there is a non-Muslim in front of them, they probably will are will be hesitant to ask these questions. So, you know, just just to let you guys know, you know, they are aware of the halal um, the halal situation in KFC. So just you know, just ask them. Right. Yeah. And uh, one thing I wanted to mention that since we're on this halal topic, um, I've seen a, a well, we have taken the initiative, um, you know, to educate people about halal food. Uh, well, we try. So we're yeah, we're we're part we of like you know the various different groups, uh, not necessarily Muslim you know uh, centered groups, uh, but also like you know uh, groups that focus on just overall food on Long Island, and you know those people you know those type of groups like they don't they don't care about halal they don't know what halal is. A lot of people actually don't know. Right. So the funny part is, and I I saw it a few times when somebody's like, oh, what is the best halal, and I'm just like. 
<laughs> I leave a comment saying like, you know, uh, halal what? And they're like, halal, you know, chicken and rice. And I'm like, that's not halal. I mean, it is, but you know, you can also make haram chicken and rice. You know, like <laughs> you can make just chicken and rice at home, and it doesn't necessarily have to be halal. Um, but to them, the funny part is like halal meant the the halal carts in New York City. No, uh, the chicken, chicken and rice. Sorry, the chicken and rice carts in New York City that have a label saying halal. Halal. So to they... them, the halal food was just just chicken and rice, and that's it. It, it is impossible to be something else. <laughs> and you know, it's funny to us because you know we're aware of the situation, but like. You know, these people are were dead serious. They were dead serious. They were like, <laughs> it wasn't uh, a joke. "Wow, like, are you serious? There's other stuff that's halal." Um, so, <laughs> so, and I hope they didn't take that as a halal seasoned. <laughs> no, no, no. So, so, but the amazing thing happens, right? So, this group has like thirty thousand, forty thousand following, right? And uh, we got like about like thirty three, sorry, three hundred comments. Yeah. Uh, you know, and likes, uh, 400 likes, whatever, across two platforms. It was two different groups that I posted this on. Just so I can educate some people on Long Island. And like 300 people came out just straight out, right off the bat. Like, thank you so much for telling us this because I had no idea. Or we've never even heard of it. So, and these are people that are living in like, you know, Suffolk County. And there's, you, if you've been to Suffolk County, it, there's a lot of, there's not that many restaurants. You know, right. you have to go to like... Uh, the town square type of thing. So I'm gonna boast so, a little bit here. Take note, other food bloggers <laughs> and halal food bloggers. Take initiative to do something good for the community. Get people to be more aware of halal food, not just Muslims, but just everybody else in in the area. Now, I mean, you know. now this can work in many many ways, many advantages. Uh, one being that there could be a non-Muslim restaurant owner interested right. in, in acquiring or looking into uh, whether or not it is um, uh, you know profitable for him to just use halal meat and get more customers this way the crazy part is I've I Why not? right and the crazy part is I actually sometimes you know I have my moments <laughs> where if I'm visiting a uh, restaurant a really good you know American restaurant um, and I'm just like I tell them I'm like are you know I ask them like are you the owner and you know if they say yes I'm just, then I tell them like listen did you ever you know you're located in Hicksville why did you ever consider making you know offering halal meat and they just look at me like uh, no we don't have that here and I'm just like uh, okay but do you know you do know what halal meat is now like literally I feel like you know one of those you know Jehovah's Witness people you know like <laughs> just standing there like oh let me explain what halal meat is here's a pamphlet yeah exactly <laughs> but I, I hate doing that because I hate it myself but I literally do that. I literally stand there and I explain it to them. Like, oh, halal meat is just, you know, how it's slaughtered. Um, you know, the process of it, you know, the, the uh, letting the blood drain out from the animal. Again, it sounds pretty vicious when you're talking to a random person, you know, <laughs> talking about blood and how animals are slaughtered. But the point is that I try to make it a point uh, to educate them a little bit. So Yeah, like if you're having a seafood, some anything, seafood entree at a, a, at a different establishment, right. why not? Why not take the initiative and maybe, just maybe they'll, maybe they'll see um, the, the, the good part of it or maybe something you say will stick with them. Right, you know? right. But, the, but the potential so, of unlocking to and offering it to a different market. Yeah, like I mean, you're, crowd comes right. In. You know, imagine all the Muslims in Hicksville try to, you know, come visit your restaurant because now you offer a law. And not just, it'll uh, be we're a not boost. Just, we're not just talking about Hicksville. I mean, all over New York. Yeah, I know, but I'm talking right. about dense Muslim areas yeah. where it'll be a huge boost to your business. Yeah. Um, to offer halal Absolutely. products. Um, 
So the you know the my go-to to you know explain halal food is uh, oh it's just like kosher. It's you very know? similar to kosher. Uh, yeah. It's just like it's just like kosher meat. It, it doesn't matter. Is halal meat can be anything. It could be a raw chicken, raw beef, you know, raw whatever. It raw halal just means how it was you know slaughtered and how it was prepared at, at that point. Um, it doesn't mean chicken and rice. Yeah. You know, I'm not asking for chicken and rice on a pizza. You know, like I literally went to a pizza store and I said that to the guy, and the guy just looked at me like, "What the hell?" And, <laughs> yeah. And then, and his father in the back was, you know, like, "Yo, yo, get back to work." You know, because he he knew that I was talking to him, uh -huh. and he just didn't want him to talk to me. And yeah. I, he heard halal. He heard, you know, slaughter and stuff. So he just felt like I was one of those guys just comes to the restaurant and just talks about all these things. The first time there, and I was just trying to explain it to him, like what halal was. You know, it, it will help their business. But instead, he was just like, "Just get rid of this guy." You know, yeah. like I, th I thought it was that was disrespectful. I'm not gonna go there again. But Absolutely. you know, but the point is, I mean, but uh, if you're if you're not a Muslim and listening to this podcast, be more accepting, uh, more understanding, and also be welcoming to changes around the world. I mean, again, I mean, look into know, it. It's, into it's, it. it's one of those things. Not every Muslim is a terrorist. Yeah, you know, yeah. have an open mind. Don't paint everything with a you know broad brush. Um, but the point is, uh, look, well, into, look it. into it. And you know, if you if, if you're a restaurant owner and you're non-Muslim, um, think about the advantages. You know, you're unlocking a whole new crowd of foodies. Right. The, the, uh, Muslim people, we I mean, especially the, the I can vouch for the Desi people. We have eaten our own type of food so much that we crave want different food. Different food. Yeah. And if you can offer it. And we want a and authentic will, food. Like yeah. if, if an authentic Italian restaurant in my area goes halal, I'll be there every day. You know what I mean? Like yeah. uh, it's, it's not like I'm not going to go there because I want that authentic Italian food. And yeah. again, it's raw chicken. You can do whatever you want with it. Yeah, cook you it know? the way you want. Yeah, cook it. No, there's no changes. Do exactly what you've been doing. Just use halal meat. Yeah. Um, so again... For other Muslim, you know, bloggers and uh, people with a big platform, you know, uh, educate your your following, educate people, try to be a prominent figure in the industry, uh, in the community, because again, a lot of these people don't know. They they just genuinely don't know. They, exactly, and then we, again, like I mentioned, we had 300 people come up in the, in the comment, and a lot of you messaged me like, "Where can I get halal meat? I didn't know that it was safer to eat." It was more cleaner than regular, you know, Tyson Farms meat, you know? Yeah. Um, they didn't know that. Because we were like, we let the blood drain out. It gets rid of all the bacteria, you know, all that. And, and or the, the, less bacteria. Yeah. And then also, you know, the, the animal is slaughtered in a more humane way. Yeah. As opposed to just, you know, uh, going into a thing and just gassing them or something, you know? Uh, but they're, you know, they're slaughtered in a more humane way where there is no pain. Um, and also, you know, it, it's very similar to the guidelines of uh, a kosher meat, which is which means you know you have to be very clean. Now, the difference with kosher meat is uh, in New York, at least, it is priced very, very high. Right, right. So halal meat is, halal not. Meat is not that high. Exactly, it's affordable. You know, so, so that's, it's, it's, a it's best not a bad of both option. Worlds. It's not a bad option. Exactly, it's the best of both worlds. Like you know, you're getting really clean, you know, quality organic meat. And uh, you know, again, we, halal means also no steroids, no hormones. Uh, you know, farm raised and uh, or organic. Um, so that's why I feel like you know people really need to understand uh, the benefits of halal meat, um, and a lot of people don't. 
uh, clearly, you know. And then I, we had to uh, point a lot of the people who messaged us about, you know, where are these halal butcher shops. We point them to the, no, um, we asked them what area they live in and we point them to the right direction. Yeah. And hopefully, you know. From, it was just a quick you know. Google search, but, you right. know, honestly. Um, but, I mean, I felt good it, about it. Great. Because I'm like, well, because of me, uh, a few more people are eating halal meat, whether they're Muslims or not. But it's just a good thing. Yeah, Most of the community thing. got more business now. Yeah, exactly. You know, we got 10 more people that are eating halal meat now. You know, so I feel like I, I did my part. I did something good for the community. And I feel like a lot of the people, they just kind of in it for themselves. They don't care. Uh, again, ones with a you know, big following, they're just in it for themselves. Um, they don't care about, you know, spreading the word, I guess. There are... There are multiple, multiple ways where you can use a platform to your advantage. To your advantage. And when I mean advantage, I don't, I don't mean monetary gains. I mean to help, uh, to help your community exactly. Right. And and um, you know, especially with the times that we're in now, post uh, well, during COVID, a lot of Muslim people are suffering. A lot. We of were Muslims. almost at post. We were almost at post-COVID, <laughs> and then the vaccine stopped working. <laughs> now we're back to during. So, I mean, you know, like, you lost my train of thought. <laughs> no, so this ties into the next section we were going to talk about. Uh, so recently, we had uh, quite a few people post about Eat Thai. Yeah, uh, this was on, a pre um, this was a restaurant we did an interview with. Yes. And the owner spoke out about I, 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 the injustices just, that he was facing right. um, with the food critics or the food blogging industry that have had a negative impact on his no, establishment. I, I do want to add uh, add this. We're not trying to milk the situation. At this point it seems like we're just going to beating a dead horse here. We're not. We do want to highlight some of the issues because there's there's more issues that come up every day, and we're annoyed about them because they shouldn't come up in the first place. The problem is do. the problem is this is one restaurant that spoke out. Right. Imagine there are there more. Are. There are other restaurants that are, afraid to speak out. that are just afraid to speak out. They just don't want that backlash. Right. You know. And um, I, that I have seen. <laughs> right. So back to the situation that we were talking about with Ipsy Thai. Um, somebody posted again a great, you know, positive review about, you know, Brother Abdullah, uh, about Eatsy Thai, that it was oh, a great restaurant. And he was also wondering why, you he, was, know. he was like, you know, I, I heard what happened to this restaurant. Yeah. I'm so disappointed because the food was great, blah, blah, you know, whatever. And I agree, it was great and we are also disappointed. But, you know, it was one of those things where he made a post and people just started bashing him. The guy? Bashing the guy for uh -huh. one, okay. uh, that oh, you know, food bloggers are doing their jobs. You know, they're they were asked to review food, so we're gonna review food. I mean, I get it. Yes, that is exactly correct. Um, but the argument isn't that. I think they're missing the point. That's what I wanted to clarify with this little bit of you know section that we're gonna talk about. I wanted to clarify that the point isn't to that they reviewed the food honestly in their opinion. That wasn't the point. Again, if the food wasn't good, you're gonna mention that in on your platform that it wasn't good. The point is. So okay, so if a restaurant is inviting you opening weekend, right? Um, having a huge event for you opening weekend, they're doing it for a reason. One reason could be yes, uh, advertisement. Okay, yes, I agree Most with that. Of it is that I agree with that? Okay. That is probably why, because they know you will be taking pictures and you will, 
you know post about it on your feed and etc uh, etc et um, now you know most restaurant owners are not expecting you to you leave negative reviews um, when you're doing that especially when it's opening weekend the issue here arises where it's opening weekend the owner or uh, manager is asking you whether how how'd you like it you know give me your feedback since you are a critic who has eaten at so many gotta, many many so many gotta, many establishments so I gotta call. give me your feedback so after okay? reading all those comments wait, I, wait 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 but instead of giving him your feedback you say you love the food yeah. and you leave your feedback on your post which deterred customers now don't you think in your mind that wouldn't it have been better to give the feedback to the owner at the time at the time that he asked for it or did you just you know magically thought that no you know it might be better that my audience knows about it and let the owner figure it out when he reads it like right. how is that helping so so the problem uh, again i got a call from brother Abdullah himself and we were talking about it having a discussion you know and uh he's so I, I love his personality he doesn't mind standing up for himself and for his restaurants and what he believes in right and he's a very honest and truthful person he has nothing to hide so whatever you guys think that he's doing you know it's not true like if, if you feel that oh he's hiding something or he's not you know whatever he's told uh, he's not he's being very honest straightforward. he's very straightforward he's, he, he told me he got all the receipts what <laughs> means is he has all the emails and conversations and messages with these food bloggers so he's not hiding anything and he is more than happy to release those if need be but he prefers but, not to but again it right? shouldn't be that exactly but he prefers not to so he has all the proof that he needs but he's not that type of a person to make anybody look bad right he even told us like you know, we didn't even name all the any of the people that you no, know we did not. Uh, on, on our on our platform that's because not, again that's I feel not, like that's between him and them. and and them exactly this that's not our place but you know who you are right you know who you are and you know what you did uh, this might be you know your way of cleaning up the, the the crap that you guys did before but again do it the right way apologize you now know? instead of it's, apologizing and saying you're justifying oh, everything defending your okay i get it you're gonna defend yourself you have a guilty conscience you're doing this but trying to justify and then making the owner look bad yeah in the meantime that's like, the wrong way you're you already gave him a bad review yeah. okay opening weekend instead of telling him how he could improve his establishment right. how he can do better so that way when he does have future customers he can do better from then now we we also were in that position where we said something negative about a restaurant in the opening weekend and guess what we apologized on air absolutely we apologized on air we owned up to our mistakes we're learning we're not, on this journey we right. are very new but, but and we feel like you know we're not too proud to do that you we, know? we weren't absolutely not. so and I then mean, i messaged the owner himself and i said listen i you know i realize that now um, I do apologize, inshallah, I will come back to your restaurant and review, uh, eat the food a few times in different times and different you know, days and inshallah then I will you know, do a review again because I know that was the opening weekend. It, it, the food quality changes in the past in the next few weeks. We're human, you know? you're human, right. it's not hard to do. So again, I apologize directly to him um, and then also we apologize on air. But the point is, just because you have a certain amount of following doesn't give you the right to treat other people like crap 
apologize. Just straight up, I am sorry this happened. We're gonna do our best to fix it. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Release a statement. You're gonna go visit his establishment, right. give him a, a review based on the current food that he has. Right. And we're not saying go and give him a good review. Go no. and give him the review based on what you had. Exactly. You a know? fair Just review. Everyone's on asking for honest review. Right? Yeah, especially no one's when, telling you to you know uh, change your views to favor somebody. Absolutely, we're against that. Now, but especially when he opens a new restaurant and he invites the same people that's back, the and they decide, oh they ignored well, it. they ignored it. Um, not gonna respond to this one. Right. So they they ignored it because they didn't give him the common courtesy to just even message him back and say, hey, I'm you know we would love to come. I'm Let's sorry, we're, another date we're that works so for us. busy. You know, yeah. whatever. Even that, you know, it would be more respectful. But don't just ignore it. Uh, reply. It's a privilege, like I said, to be invited to these places to eat for free. Come on, guys. Like, seriously, when somebody invites you, you think they're going to expect you to pay? But they're inviting you to come to his restaurant so he can feed you the food that he made. Hard-working food. You know, people, these, you know, these people are. And, you know, the food that he made and he feeds you for free. And you're saying you're ignoring it. Forget I don't get the it. Free. Forget the free. The fact that he invited you no, no, to begin no, but, with but is, 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 is saying that he respects you enough to for you to come to his establishment. Forget the even free part. But, but I mean, like, I, I just... Come on. But you, do you do know how many people around the world would die for this, uh, that opportunity? You do realize... To go to a restaurant and be There's about, what, 18 million served. people living in New York. They don't get invited to restaurants right. every single day. These hand-picked people got invited to a restaurant and, you know, and that again, respect and no, stuff. No. You really, instead of having your respect to 100, you really got down to, like, 20. No, like I'm saying, like we're not all Gordon Ramsay here. Like we're nobodies. Yeah, and then you, you know, take your following away. You're a nobody. So what I'm saying is, be respectful to these restaurant owners and at least give them a one second of the day to reply to their message and say, "I'm sorry, we we won't be able to make it, you know, but inshallah, you know, maybe in the future we can." That's now, it. Now for those people that are gonna come out and say, "Well, what have you done? You know, where where have you helped the uh, uh, restaurant establishment?" There were a few restaurants we're in the trying. past month. Yeah. We are trying. We're new at this, but there are a few restaurants in this past month that we have spoken one on one to the owners. We tried their food we did not rate them we posted their pictures but we spoke to the owners on how they can fix it and you know what they fixed it so again and now their food is great and because we realized our mistakes that's part of the initiative that we took that we will we will not be reviewing restaurants Absolutely. on the opening weekend or the next couple of weeks so if because you, that's if, not fair exactly you know uh we will we will get the food if the restaurant invites us at the opening weekend we will go pay for our own food we will try it and we will share our opinions directly. We will make a podcast privately for the restaurant owner and send it to them. And they can know our feedback and make those improvements and we'll try the restaurant multiple times in the and next you, and you know our feedback. months our or feedback, whatever. Our feedback is not, oh, it sucks, bye-bye. No, no our we feedback will tell you how, why, what went wrong, yeah. how you can fix it, yeah. and what we believe is a good method on how to fix it. Right. So that way, maybe, you know, we're not helping you 100%, but we're pointing you in the direction of how we can help right. you. Right, right. So, and, and then on top of that, you know, we'll send it directly to the restaurant owners yeah. and they can listen to it. And again, we will, and then after, at some point, we will visit the restaurant a few times, you know, over the matter of months, and then we'll review it. Yeah. Because I think that's the fair way to do it. We're taking the initiative to start doing that. And I think that every other platform should follow lead, our lead, and do that. Because it's not fair to rate 
and review a restaurant when they're just so when they're new. just new and yeah. you can mention them you can advertise them yeah but don't say anything about the food you know if the food wasn't good keep it to yourself advertise them advertise you know they them. invited you advertise right. them put their pictures up right you know say you went to this establishment put their address in um but don't but, but don't laugh you know, at them don't laugh exactly. when, they, when the food is late don't laugh at them for trying to you know come out and provide you uh, uh, with a free meal why are you laughing at them why are you ignoring them afterwards uh, I don't get it man I don't get it but anyway point is there is no justification to this issue you know uh, I think somebody mentioned that you know um, that a restaurant was supposed to be open only to the seven eight food bloggers that day and then they accepted people who walked in who cares it's a restaurant it's a restaurant how entitled are you to get them to close a restaurant for you royalty people if you know they do, it, they do it i mean why uh, how, is it bothering no, but you? seriously like, how entitled does that yeah. make you again you want a full entire restaurant you know to just close down the whole day just right. so they can serve you well i hope you pay them for the loss and you're that not they even paying them you're not even paying know. them you know you paid them back job. with negative publicity yeah so think about it that way how entitled do you think how entitled are these people man like oh close down the restaurant nobody comes in except for us how how pathetic is that i, I don't get it man i don't get it like and then you claim to help the muslim community that's yeah, not helping there is just so much wrong going that's not helping on in the food blogging industry and it like I don't know. We, we right. got a little bit of time, so we're shedding light on it. But really, I'm, like, you know, how I'm already getting tired of it. So long. Exactly. I'm already getting tired of just talking about this over and over and because over again. It's so, it's, but like, everything, it's so every up. day is something new. It's so every, day, up. every day is something new. It's ridiculous. It's like, how entitled are these people? Give us free food. Don't let anybody in. Close down a restaurant so you can serve us. Oh, why are more people coming in? You know? And again, Brother Abdullah mentioned that people came in and his, you know, his uncle accepted walk-ins, whatever, you know? He, obviously, you know, he's a very nice, generous guy. He's not going to refuse people. If the people want to come in, you know, thinking that they can have food, he's not going to just turn them away because that's what Muslim people should do. And he sat them in the basement, in the party room. They set up the tables and they sat the people who walked in there. And the first floor was fully reserved for the food bloggers, right? And they still had a problem with that. I don't get it. Like, uh, man, I don't get it. I don't know. The entitlement I, here, man. It's, uh, it's like all that stuff should not matter. And to justify it, justify the negative publicity by saying something like that, that's also pathetic. You know? That just makes you feel like, you know, you do feel entitled. Remember how I told you about this one blogger, thousands and thousands and thousands of followers back in the day, and he got upset because a restaurant didn't open for him. You know? Oh, right? Yeah, I remember yeah. that. So the restaurant opens at, you know, 3 or you know, 3 p.m. or 4 p.m. And the guy gets there at 2. He was like, I'm going to get there at 2. Right? So he got there at 2. And, you know, restaurant was like, listen, we're not open yet. You got to wait a little bit. The chef's not in. He the guy, and he, he left a negative post about this restaurant on his platform. Yeah. And the restaurant got a lot of heat for it. They lost a lot of business because he just felt entitled. They, I'm here at 2, so you open at 2. Because I have... 100,000 people following me. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> I was going to say something. But then we're going to have to change our ratings. Uh, to rate R or something. But I'm not going to. But literally, screw you, man. Screw you. 
right? To uh, lack of a better word, <laughs> screw you. That's called entitlement. And everybody who has that mentality, halal food bloggers or not, or any bloggers, screw you too. That's because ridiculous. that is wrong. That is wrong. Come down to earth a little bit, you know? So, again, I'm just, yeah, yeah I'm fed up with all this stuff. It is, it, it, it is pretty upsetting. Um, but every day there's something new. We hear something new that is happening. I mean, Not- this, was, this was a non-halal blogger. But honestly, as Muslims, we should be better than that. We should have some humility. Don't we call yourself have, Muslims. We should, I mean... Don't, don't, again, you're, you're close your little, platform, <laughs> call yourself food bloggers. But, Do not call yourself Muslims, please. But you you're are, really like our religion teaches us better. And you know, I'm not the most religious person in the world, but... I'm not either, I but mean, I know this. I have some humility. I, I'm right. humble. Right. You know, no, I'm not going to let... You know, I mean, we are what, at less than a thousand right now but i mean it's not gonna affect anything if we Listen, go over what thousand. i what i what i like to say about our podcast is sure we're small but we're the loudest you know what i'm saying we're small but everybody hears us absolutely that's what i love about our podcast because i don't care if we have one follower two followers or a few hundred and they have thousands they're all listening all right because finally these issues are are becoming aware this is this hasn't been spoken about in years now, now more and more sudden, and more people are talking, more about, and more it. Are talking about it more and more people and are aware glad of it they are making this a topic of conversation yes and i think that's amazing and again like i said we might be small but we're the loudest and people hear us we have a microphone all right <laughs> we have a microphone just like in our logo we have a microphone all right so anyway um I guess that's it. That's our podcast for yeah. Thank today. you for listening. Thank you for listening. Again, we wanted to have a lot of interviews for you guys, but the snowstorm really kind of destroyed a lot of things for us. Um, so we're gonna get back on track, Absolutely. and uh, we wanted to release an episode for you guys, obviously. But I, th- I thought this stuff was important to talk about. Um, but please check out our uh, you know page on Facebook, uh, Halal Eats Podcast dot com. Uh, please join our group. Please please support us. Uh, support us. Um, subscribe to our channel, uh, our podcast. One thing I did want to mention before we do close up, if you are a restaurant owner, you're thinking about opening up or you have opened up recently and you want genuine feedback on which items you think are amazing items and which items you need to work on, we will absolutely give you our um, input. but again, the way yeah. the way we determine a restaurant is good or not or whatever, it's not about technically. It's not really about our opinions or our taste buds. Uh, it's about how we compare it to the competition. Exactly. Uh, we don't say you know like oh we are right and everybody else is wrong. We tell them that okay well you know there's another restaurant that has the most popular blank, and everybody loves it. Everybody goes there for that blank. So why don't make you do better. that? Yeah, make yours better For than example, them. For example, if there's restaurant A, B, C, and D, and yeah. they're all making chicken wings, they all taste the same. They'll tell they you which one's the, the best sauces. If you can make your chicken wings better than all of them, or better than the best one out of all of them, that's it that's your that's it and then you know know, we can kind of you know narrow it down for you since we have eaten at a lot of restaurants around the world yeah and also we do our research we are capable of letting you know right and we we do our research on social platforms on google on reviews on yelp or whatever it is uh we do our research so we know what people are saying we know what people are talking about we know who likes it who doesn't absolutely and if you know 
if there are like you know 90% of the people that enjoy a certain thing at some restaurant there's a good chance that it might be pretty good yeah you know so again if you if you're a restaurant owner and you want some real feedback not just you know 10 out of 10 crap yeah. reach us DM us yes. uh, me or Arslan or the Halal Eats on uh, Instagram granted um, we're not gonna give you some certificates to put on your wall no, that no, no, says no. 10 out we of 10 we will let you know if there is a product that you are offering and we're it not needs gonna some have... work on we'll tell you how you can fix it right. what methods you can do or you, how to just make it a better item like right. so what add-ons you can do and we're not gonna we're item. not gonna ask you to put an so, ugly backdrop on your restaurant for yeah, a whole no, week yeah no absolutely not you know, we're uh, not gonna do that you know and some ugly background with an ugly logo oh my god we're, we, we refuse to do that we're gonna do it properly we're gonna do it nicely and uh, professionally all right, thank you for listening to us. It was, this, this it was is not great about us. It's about you. <laughs> it's not about the ugly backdrop. <laughs> right? It's about you guys. You are the focus, not us. That's what I think I wanted to get across. Okay. Why are you fun? <laughs> That's how folks. Say